Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. doing all right? Good. Okay, so tonight, as, as I said a little bit ago, we are in the All In series, okay? And All In is basically saying we want to be all in for Jesus. And last week, if you guys remember, we learned about being all in the presence of God. Remember, Beth Fazio showed us with that little jar about how we can arrange our lives so that we can Fit our, fit our lives and wrap it around who Jesus is, not around ourselves. You guys remember that? Being in the presence of God. Well, tonight, we're going to learn about grace. Grace, yep. Not a person named grace, or not grace as in praying, but grace, the word. And so let me give a definition of what grace is, and then I'll give a story about what grace is. So grace is getting something that you don't deserve. Getting something you don't deserve. Maybe it was an ice cream cone. Maybe a video game. Maybe you got a free book or a free meal. Getting something you don't deserve. Something that was free. You didn't earn it, but it was given to you anyway. A present, if you will, a present. That is what grace is. Have any of you guys got something you probably didn't deserve, a present? Maybe at Christmas time. Maybe at a birthday time. Maybe just because you're someone's son or daughter. That's what grace is. So let me come back to that. I'll ask you guys that question again here in just a second. But first, first, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about what grace is. It will not be on the screen. So, grace, grace is something we don't deserve. Okay, remember that as I tell this story. You guys have heard me talk about my little brother, right? Anybody remember my little brother? Anybody remember his name? Oh, and what's his name? Joe. My little brother's name is Joe, okay? Shh, listen. And me and Joe, we grew up together, obviously, and we loved hanging out together. Um, Joe is like my best friend. And, and Joe and I loved doing everything together. And sometimes we may have gotten into a little bit of trouble. Um, we were two boys. We lived out in the country. We had about 1,000 acres of land to roam around on. And so we did all kinds of things. And so me and Joe had to make decisions almost every day. As you guys probably have to make decisions every day about, you know, what to do next or something about right and wrong or where you're going to go. Well, me and Joe also had to do that. And those decisions that we make sometimes have consequences. And so me and Joe decided that it was going to be a good idea to go hide behind some trees next to a road, 
get a whole bunch of dirt cloths, and as people were driving by, we uh, decided that would be a good idea to throw it at them. I know. It's not a good idea. A, because it is super, super dangerous. It can not only hurt a vehicle, it can also hurt people, which is not a good thing. So this was a very, very, very bad decision. And several decisions went into this. And so these bad decisions are represented by these weights. So the first bad decision I made was to throw dirt clods at cars. So that goes into the backpack. The second bad decision I made uh, was to talk my little brother into it as well. Because I'm the big brother, I'm supposed to make the right decision, I'm supposed to follow what is right, I'm supposed to lead him to do what is right. The next decisions we made were to, after we uh, threw a dirt clad out of truck, he proceeded to slam on his brakes, get out of his car, and by this point, me and my brother were very, very scared, because it was a very large farmer named John, who lived down the street from us, he was very scary, um, and he started to get out of our car, uh, get out of his car to look for us. So me and Joe took off, obviously. Um, so we took off towards our house, and uh, we make it into our house, and we go to our bedrooms, take off our, take off our shoes, put them by the front door, um, and we go to our bedrooms, act like we're playing, I think we were playing like uh, the little race cars, Hot Wheels, okay? Pretend like we're just been in there all day long. So anyway, big old Farmer John comes to the door and knocks on it. We don't answer, of course, uh, but my father does. And Farmer John uh, tells my dad that a couple of boys were throwing stuff at his vehicle and almost caused him to wreck, which we thought was an over-exaggeration, but who knows? It may have. And my father said, well, I'm not sure where they are. I think they might be in their house. Um, comes, comes to our room um, and asks us what we have been up to. And being the smart individuals that we were, being about your age, we decided to uh, make another bad decision and tell him a lie. Exactly. You guys knew that. That's good. We decided to tell a lie. And that lie was that we, of course, were not involved in anything that Farmer John was saying. We had been in our rooms the whole time, and it wasn't, it wasn't us. Um, so being the detective, I guess my dad was, he went to the front door, saw our muddy shoes, all, um, all covered in mud there on the front door, and then saw a bunch of footprints coming along the steps. Um, and of course, um, those led out into the grass towards where we were, and uh, we were very quickly found out and uh, made to tell the truth. Farmer John went home, and my, da my dad talked to my brother and I and told us, um, you know, gave us, the, gave us what all dads do, tell us how, how wrong we were and how, how dangerous that could have been. And he told us something uh, that we did not want to hear. He told us that we needed to go apologize to Farmer John. So my dad um, put me and my brother in his, uh, our our Ford pickup, and took us to Farmer John's house down the road, and we had to tell Farmer John that we were very, very sorry, 
which of course my brother and I did not feel sorry. We just did it because my dad told us to. You guys have been there, right? Um, which was another very, very bad decision. We said we were sorry, and we didn't even mean it. Bad decisions all over the place. So my brother and I now have a lot of weight that we are carrying around, a backpack full of sin and bad decisions that we are living with. And it's very difficult to live with a bunch of weight on your back with a big burden like this. Um, I don't know exactly how much is in here, but it is pretty heavy. And we learned something that day. We learned about a little word called grace. Because although Farmer John seemed very upset at the time, um, he, was, he was actually a very, very, very awesome, awesome neighbor. That was actually really cool. I know. Farmer John was actually, listen, I know, I know. Back up here. Farmer John was actually a very, very cool um, old guy. And instead of being very, very upset with us, instead of being very, very upset with us like we thought he was going to be, like we thought he was going to be, he decided to do something we were not expecting at all. Even after all the bad decisions we made, Farmer John decided to bestow upon us a free gift called grace. And not only did we not get yelled at, get in trouble, Farmer John gave us something that we could throw our dirt clods at. He gave us this really cool contraption that, that was, um, motor, had a motor on it, and it had these uh, metal plates on it that spun around like this, okay? And it's actually used for shooting BB guns at, or a small, or like a 22 gun at. And he said, guys, um, I know you're, you're guys and you love to have a lot of fun, you love to throw dirt clods, but throwing it at cars is not the safest thing. So I'm gonna give you this gift so that you guys have something to uh, throw your dirt clods at. And we actually got a lot of use out of it. I think my dad still has it at his, at his ranch. Um, and we shot guns at it, we threw dirt clods at it for years. And it was awesome. This farmer, Farmer John, gave us grace. He showed us grace. And when we learned that lesson that day, we learned something. We learned that grace is very, very freeing. When you are given the gift of grace, it is like a big burden is dropped off your back. A big burden was dropped off your back. And as I continue to grow older, and even still today, I'm learning what grace is all about. I'm learning what grace is all about. And we learn that best from our Savior, Jesus. Jesus gave us grace. Jesus gave us grace. So let me read a story. I've got another story here in Luke chapter 7. And it's going to be up on the screen for you guys to follow along. Um, here in this, uh, in this version, it says, Jesus was anointed by a sinful woman. And in verse 36, you guys follow along, it says this. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at his table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as he, she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, 
She began to wet his feet with her tears, and then she wiped him with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. And in verse 41, it says this, Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other only 50. Neither of them had the money to pay it back, and so he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not even give me, you did not even give me water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Verse 45. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, had not stopped kissing my feet. 46. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. And therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So we have three characters in this story. We have Jesus, we have the Pharisee, and we have the sinful woman. Okay, so let's talk about these three people. Jesus, hopefully you know pretty well by now. You know that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, you know he is your Savior. He died on the cross for you. Um, Jesus was also a prophet, like, this, like Simon said. He said, prophet, if you, if you really are a prophet, you would know that this woman is sinful. He calls him a prophet. Jesus is also a teacher. And at the end of this, he claims to be able to forgive sins. And this really surprises one of the other characters in this story, the Pharisee. So what is a Pharisee? A Pharisee is a religious teacher um, back in Jesus' day, okay? He was all about laws, he was all about regulations, and he was all about rules, okay? In fact, that is what he cared most for. He spent his time making sure he had everything right so that he never did anything wrong, okay? The Pharisee, a religious leader, kind of maybe like, almost like a religious policeman, okay? Always trying to tell everybody the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do, and then judge them accordingly. Now, always wanted to make sure he was following the rules. And then we have the sinful woman, a woman who, in the Bible says she had sinned all her life, had lots of sin in her life, okay? She, on the other hand, realized that Jesus was more than just a prophet, more than just a, just a savior, or sorry, just a teacher, but he was their, her savior. Someone who could forgive sins. And the only person that can forgive sins is God. God. Which means Jesus is God. Jesus is God. And she realized this. She realized that Jesus was bringing more than just rules and laws that we need to follow. Do this, do that. 
he was bringing something called grace. And so Jesus wanted to help them understand um, what grace was all about, trying to teach this Pharisee. And so he told them a parable. A parable is a story. Um, and it's kind of like the story I told just a little bit ago about help, to help you understand what grace is. Well, Jesus did the same thing all the time. He told stories to help, help people understand what he was trying to say. Okay, and in this parable, what did he say? He said two people owed a money lender, owed someone money. One person owed him 500, the other person owed him 50. Which one's bigger, 500 or 50? 500, right. So if 500 is bigger, and 50 is a lot less, and the guy who, who was owed the money, all owed that, decided to cancel both of those debts. They're both wiped clean. He gave them grace. Which one of those people is going to love that person more? The one who owed him 50 or the one who owed him 500? 500, because that's, that's a lot of stuff to just get canceled, They're, the debt forgiven, right? That's a big, that's a big deal. Okay? And that's what grace is. But the Pharisee had it all wrong. The, the woman, the sinful woman, knew that she was a sinner and she knew she needed Jesus. The Pharisee thought he was doing everything right. Thought he was doing everything right. And didn't realize, didn't realize that he had a debt just as much as the sinful woman had. Because we are all sinners. And we all have the same amount of debt. We all have the burden. <laughs> we all have the burden. We're carrying it around. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And that's not about right and wrong. That's about something much bigger than that. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Which means we need someone. We need something to take care of that. And Jesus did that on the cross. And he gave us a free gift called grace. And the sinful woman got that. The one that no one liked, everyone hated. She, they thought she was just someone to cast out. She understood that she needed Jesus. She understood that she needed grace. And that's a big deal. And so here's the deal. Why does this matter to you? As fifth and sixth grade students, here's what I want you guys to understand. We need grace just as much as that Pharisee did and just as much as that sinful woman did. We need grace. We need Jesus to save us from our sins. And guess what? He already did. He already saved us. He died on that cross, and he rose again from the grave and defeated sin, defeated death once and for all. It's done with. It's over. We just have to accept the present that grace is. Just like I accepted that gift from Farmer John, I said, thank you so much. He gave me grace. I just had to accept it. And that's what you guys need to do. Accept Jesus. And if you already have made that decision to follow after Christ, then here's the deal. We gotta live like it. We gotta make life more than right and wrong. We gotta make more, life more than following the law and following rules and regulations. We gotta make life about grace. 
We got to make life about love. Because what did, what did Jesus say? Who will love him more? The 500 or the 50? 500. We've got to live a life of love, got to live a life of grace, and got to live a life of forgiveness. That is what God is calling us to. He is calling us to an all-in life. An all-in life filled with grace. So we need to live our lives according to that. So we don't need to obey our teachers just because we were told to. We need to obey our teachers because Jesus died for us. We need to start listening to other people with our ears and not with our mouths. Not because that's the nice thing to do, but because Jesus loves us. We need to maybe let our little brother or little sister go first, not because they asked first, but because that's what Jesus did. He came down to save you from your sins. An all-in life is a grace-filled life, one full of love and forgiveness. Don't forget that. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon.